All right, guys, welcome back to another Mac podcast. I'm kind of going solo today, and I just want to I want to go over a topic that I get asked all the time, and it's kind of like, how do I start my game in business? How do I take the leap of faith? Um, you know, how do I build a million-dollar-plus company? And it's a lot of like, it's what the 1% know, but I feel like the 99% either don't know or won't do anyway. So I want to just give you some tips and tricks of like what what's helped me basically go from living, like literally I lived in a trailer park with my family through poverty. Um, and, uh, you know, today we're, we own, we, we'll do over $20 million in uh, construction and, you know, another probably $15 million in development work and, you know, just growing exponentially now um, from where I was at, you know, uh, I'm 35 now and I started in business when I was 21 and, uh, you know, things have just grown and, and, and kept growing. And how, how did I get though from the poverty mindset, the, the mindset where like, I just didn't learn that from my, my parents, right? Like my dad, yeah, I started with him and his construction company, but what he taught me was uh, where I think a lot of people should understand that they like don't do everything yourself. Like that's what my dad is like, I'm the best help. I, you know what? We poured a lot of concrete and he's like, I'm the only one that runs a concrete saw. I'm the only one that, uh, you know, smooths the concrete, whatever, you know, finishes bowl full of concrete. So it's like, how do you get from that mindset as being taught as a kid? You know, I've been pouring concrete with next to my dad from six to like 20. Right. So like, that's the only mentality I knew was how to work really hard and how to, um, you know, he never really delegated anything to me. So I never got to grow. Um, and he never taught me the business side of things. So, um, so how did I start learning? How did I take the leap of faith? I think, you know, in business, not everyone knows that they're an entrepreneur An entrepreneur is more risk adverse. So I'm, I'm a person that's willing to take on some calculated risk and I'm willing to feel pain for future success. Um, and, and, you know, yes, I'm going to make less money probably going out on my own right away. And it's scary because I'm not going to have a job, but I'm willing to delay the gratification for a brighter future. That's what us entrepreneurs do. We take on some risk. We don't know if it's going to pan out. Some it, probably most times it doesn't, it goes to zero and we're like, shoot, um, I'm going to cry and I'm going to go get a job again. Yeah, you can do that. Um, but most entrepreneurs don't do that. They, uh, they're very resilient they're very gritty and they, you know, Hey, what, what can I do next? And you can even say the billionaires and the, the guys who went down in the 08 crash, like think about those guys. These are, these are huge developers, hundreds of millions of dollars in real estate, hundreds of millions of dollars in stocks, whatever. Now, you know, you got to think about those guys. They all went to zero Well, they came back, right? Like they figured it out again. They were able to come back. And you got to think like, say Elon Musk goes to zero. Is someone willing to bet on Elon Musk again as an entrepreneur? Damn straight. Like <laughs> you, can, you can get into Elon Musk's brain. You know what? He's done it. He's got the knowledge. He's got the skills. You never lose that. Um, and so that's kind of the first step as being an entrepreneur. So if you're you're working a W2 job, it's like educate yourself. I preach this to everyone. 
everyone within my companies, everyone uh, that I talk to, it's like, what are you doing to educate yourself? What are you, are you curious about something? Are you, are you learning about something? And you're, you're not, you're not listening to podcasts. You're not reading any books. Uh, you're not helping yourself at all. Increase your skills or knowledge. I guarantee Elon Musk has done all those things. He's also ran very big companies. He's been a, you know, CEO of a, of Twitter X, whatever. And he's done Tesla. He's done all these different things. He started PayPal from scratch. If he goes to zero, I guarantee someone's going to jump on his back and it's going to be a big investor because he has all these skills and knowledges. You just don't develop them really quickly. It's not overnight, but all this success and it changes and and his skills and power are so knowledgeable now that he knows how to make money and what makes the most money um, to be, to come back from zero, right? So someone's willing to take a chance on him. So you know, get very curious about increasing your skills. Get very curious about learning from other people. Um, don't be egotistical when you're in business. I think you need to learn how to ask for help. That's the second thing here. So one, be curious, increase skills and knowledge, right? It's as dumb as it sounds, read a freaking book um, and increase your skill set to be able to go out on your own. I, when I was 20, I knew nothing about business. I literally went to college for four years for business. Didn't learn a thing about it. business. Got into business. I didn't even know I wanted to open an LLC. I just Googled it, right? Like Google it or YouTube. <laughs> Got curious again. And, uh, and so, and the second thing is to get vulnerable. Like it took me, like, even though I got curious and I did learn some things, I'm learning everything on my own, trying to figure out, making mistakes, doing dumb stuff. Um, and, I maybe just had an ego when I started in business from 21 to like 27 that I just didn't want to ask anyone for help. I just, I'm going to do it all myself because that's what dad taught me, right? That was my, that was how I was bred. That's how I was told to do things. And so I started asking for help. I started finding mentors. I started, I started seeing people in front of me instead of seeing them as a competitor, I started asking them for help. So, you know, the best mentor you can have is someone a couple years in front of you. Don't find the old guy that has 40 years experience and, uh, you know, yeah, he can mentor you, but that's like a life mentor. Business changes. Life changes. How he grew a business is way different how people are doing business today. Um, So make sure that you're asking people for help is the second thing. And, and find yourself a mentor. And it, one mentor doesn't fit all. It's not a business mentor, a life mentor, a physical mentor, you know, health mentor, right? Like these are different mentors. So find find one for one area of life that you really want to stretch and and pay them well and do it. Do what they tell you to do. I promise you, you will love the results. And I grew a hell of a lot quicker in the last seven years than I ever did in the first seven years of business. I'll tell you that. Um, but okay. So getting curious and asking for help. Um, and, and number four, you really, you have to trust the process of business. You're going to have ups and you're going to have downs. Um, you're going to, you're not good. You know, the hard days is the days where, you know, I wear some, some, some bracelets that, you know, there are a bunch of benefits that I support. A uh, uh, little girl, we were able to help back the blue. We, do, we raise a bunch of money. Um, and there's lots of days you're going to want to quit. There's lots of times where people aren't going to wait that you do. They're not going to like the way you do things. They're, 
Um, you're probably going to have a big problem at work, you know, happen, especially an entrepreneurial journey or, um, you're going to have problems. And that's what my dad always told me. He's like, Hey, I don't want a bunch of people cause I don't want a bunch of problems. Um, well, you got to understand that when I, in my first seven years of business, I had a lot of problems because I kept expanding every year. So things were great on paper. I was great. Like, I was adding two, three people a year. Now we're up to like 20 people. The problem was, was me. I was reliant on myself. I realized that like if I died or like, you know, anything happened to me, I couldn't work anymore. Like the business going down. The business is worth nothing without me. So at that point, your business is worth nothing. Um, That's when I got, you know, I started trusting, building processes and building out a team. It took margin. Like if you were making 50% margin, like, once you start removing yourself, you're removing margin, right? Like you're like, I can do this. I can do that. I don't need to hire for this. I can do that, right? Trust the process of building a business, not just building yourself a bigger and bigger problem or job. Like my dad said, he's like, I don't want to hire a bunch of people because I don't want a bunch of problems. Well, that was also the opposite way to think about it. You want to hire people, but you want to build processes and you want to build leaders that can build your company, Right. You want to start removing things that you do. If you're not good at sales, start hiring a salesman. You know, hire things that are your weaknesses. That's where I started. And then just slowly start removing yourself. The faster that you can get to that step, the I, I promise you, you'll be so freaking happy that you've trusted that you're going to lose some profit margin. I promise you that out of the gate. But after you get through that process and you hire out every job at that at that business, you now have a business and it is actually worth something. And you actually have the time freedom to go do what you want next without a bunch of problems, right? Because you have everything covered within that business. Um, so, you know, third thing, just trust the process of like business, like build a business. Don't just build a big old thing for you to stay really busy at and work a hundred hours a week at. That's not a business. Uh, you just have a really, really ramped up job now that hopefully pays you well. And most entrepreneurs pay themselves the least, uh, and, or zero, but you know, you know, I'd say the fourth thing, make sure that you are paying yourself first. Um, not even in all my years of my company, it's like, I paid myself the smallest salary to keep all the money in the business. And, you know, now it's like, I need to pay myself first because anytime you just put money in the business, the business will eat it. Like it's just going to. And it's like, oh man, you know, I did all this revenue and I have nothing to show for it and I didn't make anything. Well, you know, cause you weren't paying yourself first. And then there's a book on that called profit first. If you're on the small land in the contracting world, maybe it's a coffee shop, maybe it's something else. But you know, if you, if you don't start paying yourself well, you know, then why are you doing this, right? Like you need to start profiting from your businesses. And if you can't, you need to figure out a way to do that. You need to increase your revenue. Expenses can only go to zero. Your in, your revenue can be infinite. Always remember that. No matter if it's personal or business, expenses can only go to zero. Your income can be infinite. And I guarantee your income has a lot more potential than your expenses to go down. So, uh, you know, the accountant people out there, I know they're going to tell me, hey, cut expenses, increase revenue, whatever. No, how about like double revenue, 
keep overhead the same and let's make a shitload of money, right? Like that's how I view things. So uh, entrepreneurs and accountants don't honestly get together very often or get along very well, but that's just the way they see the world. It's black and white and it's, um, you know, try to live on, on the bare minimums. Well, I want a I want a big business. I want to make lots of revenue, right? Like, and I want to live my life how I want to. I want lots of revenue. I want a lot of cash flow. Let's not just worry about cutting our expenses to zero and living on the bare minimums. Like, how much fun is that be? <laughs> you know, it's time to start yellow. And if that's what you're doing, like, just if, the, if if all you're doing is viewing your bills and spending all the time, like, hey, I don't need this subscription and all that, you know, it's like, is your time better off like going to figure out how to increase your income? Like not enough people spend on that time of the deal, on, the, on that part of the deal. So, you know, I'd say that's number four. So, five, you know, and, and the fifth one here is just like belief. Um, can you do this? Um, will you do it? Right? Like you always, you always tell yourself like, yeah, I can do it. Or I think I can do it. What, what is it costing you by not doing this? If you make, you know, let's say forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. I want to make a million bucks. Or like, what is it costing you not to be not to take the chances and make the million bucks in a year? It's costing you nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's the you know that's the tax you're getting paid by not going out of your comfort zone and doing stuff. Every year, it's costing you nine hundred fifty thousand, nine hundred fifty thousand, nine hundred fifty thousand. And so if you start viewing things in those terms of not getting out of your comfort zone, not increasing your skills, not seeking out mentors, uh, not trusting the process, you know, it's like, it's costing you $950,000 a year. Add that up over a lifetime. You'll be sick. You'll be like, damn, I wish I would have done that now. I wish I would have believed in myself. I wish I would have came with a plan. Um, and you, you can be working a W-2 job and listening to this and and believing that, you know, you can fail in business and still succeed. I think if Elon Musk, you know, say he went to zero, would you believe in him? Yeah. He's willing to take a risk. He's willing to throw himself out there. Uh, He's willing to deal with big problems. Um, What some people deal with problems right now in life, it's like, is that even a problem? Like I view, I know that I'm hanging out with the wrong crowd when I hear like their problems versus my problems. It's like, you know, they're worrying about, you know, the neighbor's dog moving into their yard and, you know, taking a shit in the lawn or something. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking like, that's your biggest problem right now is your neighbor. Um, and you know, so you gotta, you gotta put things in perspective. You need to move up in groups. You you need belief in yourself though, that you can do this and, and build your stamina up to take on bigger problems. Cause I, you know, write down your five biggest problems and then show them to someone else. And they're like, damn, you got three grand in credit card bills. You got uh, you know, it's just different perspectives, right? But write down your five biggest problems right now and then uh, go show them to your like best friend. It's like, bro, what's your five biggest problems? Um, <laughs> I guarantee that you're going to be able to put in perspective and or be like, dude, these aren't big enough problems. We That's why we don't make any money. Or, you know, maybe you're like trying to make a billion dollars this year. It's like, Make sure you're hanging around with the right people, right? Like make sure the problems uh, uh, collide. And usually when you're talking to people or your friends or whoever you're talking to, they're going to tell you their problems. Like they're just listen, like they're bitching about the problems or they're, it's just how you are communicating. Maybe it's over wine. It's like, yeah, you know, my sister did this, did this. And it's like, who cares? Um, but 
I just want to be a quick solo podcast on a few different ways that you can help yourself, not be afraid to go out there and get it because what is the tax that you're paying? Is it 950,000? Is it 800,000 a year? You know, maybe you make a couple hundred grand. What is it costing you by not doing this? I think is what you want to start telling yourself. And and once you do that, uh, you're going to start seeing the world a little differently. Um, and from a guy that literally started from zero to, you know, building myself up into these seven figure companies and, and whatever, and developing and, you know, willing to take on some risk. And now I'm, now I'm scaling, you know, luxury storage and, and different storage facilities and acquiring things. And I'm creating courses and I'm creating content and I'm doing all these different things that are very, uh, not really risky in my eyes. Um, some people would view them as risk. Um, but I'm just, I, uh, I view it as, uh, it's exciting to me and it's, uh, helped a lot of people and I'm hoping to help more people and mentor more people. So, um, you know, and just trying to document my journey along the way. Those are the things that have helped me. That's how it's helped me literally going from zero, um, to doing something in the seven and hopefully eight figure land soon. And, um, I think once, you know, I'm having a lot of fun, uh, I guess eight figures going on nine figures, hopefully, you know, it's at some point, right? Like that's, that's what we hope for. So guys, I hope you got some uh, value out of this. I share things like this in my email each and every week. Uh, make sure to go to like my LinkedIn or it's on Substack. Um, you can, you can literally, uh, it's called unfollow the herd. It's literally everything. I know what I tell my kids, um, it even documents, breaks down some of my deals so you can see what I'm doing. Like literally, I'm just trying to document everything I'm doing so you guys can go out and duplicate it. Um, hopefully learn from it. Do with these deals yourself. Um, guys, I appreciate you. We'll see you next week. See ya.